You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah. Don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming, I ain't the one you wanna mess with. Use a joke, I ain't the one you wanna jest with. The battle's coming, you only got a few seconds to run. Yeah. Hey everybody, this is Matt from Cincy Jungle. Today we are going to continue our position by position preview of the Bengals for the 2020 season. And today we are going to the sidelines. We're talking about this coaching staff in year two. What should be the expectations for this coaching staff? And what do we need to see for the Bengals to have success? What the hell's going on out here? You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. I would not say that I'm Mona Lisa Vito of the football world. So we'll start with Zach Taylor. Taylor never lost the team. All right, and I heard a lot of people talking about this throughout the issues, throughout the, the bad season that they had, that he never lost the team. And look, there's two ways to look at this. If you if you go two and fourteen and your team is still behind you, it's either they're complacent and they don't care about winning, or they believe in what you're doing, even though they're not seeing the results. All right. They believe in what you're doing, what they are doing, despite the fact that they're not yet seeing the results. Now, if it was Marvin Lewis who had been there for years, you could say maybe they were complacent. But that's not the case, all right? We're looking at a brand-new coaching staff, so that's a great sign. And also, look, clearly they weren't mailing it in. They fought at the end of the year. Those last few weeks, man, they were fighting. That Dolphins game, they were fighting. They wanted to win that thing. They took that thing into, into overtime. You know, bad teams are going to fold. Good teams, even if they're not winning, if you got some of the right guys, you get the right pieces, it just hasn't all come together, hasn't all gelled yet. Those guys are going to keep fighting, even when they're out of the playoffs. They want wins, all right? So that is huge. That is a testament to Zach Taylor and this coaching staff. These guys didn't quit. They believe, all right? They believe in what he's doing. And this staff was able to get those guys to go out there and fight to win one game. Fight to win one game when they hadn't won a game. Fight to win one game when they knew they were out of the playoffs. And that is huge because human nature is, well, this thing's over. Let's let's mail it in. And they fought that. So that shows you they have a lot of the right guys around here. And they've got the right attitude. They've got the right philosophy in the building. Now, we'll come back to Taylor and, and kind of the overall team in a minute. But we're going to look at the offense now and Brian Callahan. Now, the offense was a little bit slow to adjust. Situational football wasn't great. There were times they were doing some things to get receivers open on third downs. There were times they were doing some things to score, all right, to create scoring opportunities in the red zone. But it wasn't very consistent. We need to see more of that. We need to see them taking a step forward as now this staff is comfortable with each other. 
as they know what they have on the offense, as they know what they do well, all right, as they figured out in the second half of the year. We need to see that from the get-go, and we need to see that transition and, and manifest itself, really, in their their situational football to win in those situations. Uh, we've got a new coach in Dan Pitcher, coaching the quarterbacks, all right? Was the assistant quarterbacks guy. A guy who's, who's pretty well respected, who is trusted, and they, they see a lot of things out of. So that that should be a, a good fit with the offensive coordinator as a quarterback's coach and a head coach as a quarterback's coach. So you, you always have somebody else you can lean on with those guys. Uh, but should be a real good situation. Starting off fresh really at that position with a new coach, with a new quarterback. Uh, and then we'll talk about Jim Turner. All right, Jim Turner... Look, in the second half of the year, they made some great adjustments. All right, a lot of the, the changes in the run game that led to Mixon having an excellent second half of the year, all right, having over 800 yards in the last eight games. A lot of that's uh, on him, you know, figuring out what his guys could do and putting them in, in situations to win. Uh, I also look at the development of rookies. Michael Jordan developed very nicely over the course of the year. I know when he started playing, there were a lot of complaints about him. As the season went on, he got better, and he was a pretty good player at the end of the year. I expect him to take a step forward and become a real solid starter and establish himself at one of those guard positions this year. Fred Johnson. Fred Johnson was playing guard on the Steelers practice squad. They swooped him up, started to work him in. He played a little tight end. People didn't realize that, but he was playing some tight end uh, when they were going with some, some heavy packages. They were getting his feet wet in that Dolphins game. He played, I think, about half the snaps. Uh, Cordy Glenn started that game, but he played a significant role in that game. And then obviously starting the last game of the year. Look, this is an underactive free agent, and they were able to get a lot out of him. And now he is a promising young guy on that offensive line. So we've seen some development out of these guys. Makes me feel very good about, about Jim Turner moving forward. And hopefully we see a, a very rapid uh, progression for Jonah Williams, who had the benefit of being around all last year, even though he didn't get to play. And obviously he's a first round pick. So you have higher expectation than you do for some of those other guys. So it'll be uh, exciting to see some of that stuff overall on the offense. What, what do I want to see? What do I expect out of this offensive staff? All right. Put players in position to be successful. They know what the O-line is. They know what they can do. They know what they don't do well. So they need to put those guys in position to be successful. And they've got a lot of talented skill players, receiver, running back, tight end. There's some good players out there. How do they get these guys the ball? How do they utilize their skill sets? That is going to be huge this year. Win situations. They need to game plan for third downs. They need to game plan for red zones, uh, red zone offense. And they really need to step up and get it done in that area this year because those are areas where they struggled last year. Having a new quarterback is certainly going to help with that, but they need to step up and make sure they're game planning and singling out those specific situations. And be flexible. You've got to be able to change, right? They changed about halfway through last year. They had the benefit of a long plane flight and a bye week to do it. You need to be able to do those things week to week. You need to be able to do those things over the course of a game as well. So we need to see more flexibility, realizing when things aren't working, and flipping it over, transitioning very quickly. All right, that gets us to the defensive side of the ball. Lou Anarumo did some very interesting things, all right? And the way he incorporated 
the 3-4 defense, the way you use Sam Hubbard, all right, Sam Hubbard all over the field, uh, really playing linebacker essentially at this point, uh, but also, you know, D-tackle and pass rush situations. I mean, they did some really cool things uh, defensively. Unfortunately, there was poor communication. There were some times when I, I hope it was poor communication, but they were running coverages and I couldn't even tell what it was. So they need to clear up those things. There have been personnel changes, all right, massive personnel changes, particularly in the secondary. There have been staff changes as well. So with those things in place, we need to see a step forward and see things start to come together here. Uh, Al Golden, the new linebackers coach, should be able to, to you know, be a real benefit for this team. Uh, he's, he's a good ball coach, a lot of college experience too, and I think those college guys uh, bring a lot of a lot of skill and quick development to the table. Uh, Steve Jackson, come on over to course the corners. All right, that's where we saw the biggest miscommunications. All right, was in the defensive secondary. There were really some odd things going on. Uh, where you couldn't really tell what they what they were trying to do. So hopefully that gets the defensive staff on the same page. I uh, also single out Nick Easton, not a new guy, but I think this guy's a really really good football coach. Does a great job coaching the defensive line. Uh, and when the Bengals have some success, this is going to be a guy that's going to be a hot commodity uh, as a, a defensive coordinator in the league. And we'll see. DJ Reader takes the next next step forward. Uh, how. Rennell Wren, all right, now that he's going to get an opportunity with, with the Tupo situation, we'll see how he takes a step forward. So there's an opportunity here for Nick Eason to really show off what kind of a coach he is, and I think that's going to open up some opportunities for him uh, as the Bengals get better and as this defense gets better as well. So big things we need to see on defense, no mental errors, all right? Mental errors, all right, meaning you're not lined up right, you're not in the right place, you're not reading right, all right? Those things lead to big plays all the time because one guy's not in his gap. One guy's not in his zone. One guy bites on the play fake or the double move by the receiver. They've got to stay on top of that stuff. And then you just, just step up, all right? Step up and perform. Look, this defense has made some massive personnel changes. They spent a lot of money. They've invested draft picks. It's on you now, right? It's on you now as coaches. You gotta, you gotta put it together. Uh, there's, there's really no excuses this year. And that's what the next thing is. No excuses. Tupo's out. That stinks. All right. And look, look, Tupo's a starter because they're a three, four team. Tupo's a starter, but they got to figure it out. Like, you know, could have happened, could happen the first play of camp with it, with an injury. All right. You've got to be able to figure these things out. You've got to be flexible. Within your personnel, you've got to be flexible within your scheme to make the best out of things. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. 
<laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. Real quickly on special teams because, hey, Darren Simmons is a great coach, right? He's a very good football coach, and it gets lost in the lack of success this season how good these special teams units really were last year. So, look, they've done a great job in the past. He needs to continue to build on last year's success, all right? Just because we're expecting the offense and the defense to step up doesn't mean they can get complacent. Build on that success. Score and set up scores, all right? On field goals, on kickoff returns, punt returns, all right? Even if you're not getting into the end zone on on these situations, right? Getting close enough that the offense can finish the job for you. That stuff is huge. Cutting the field in half, that stuff is huge. And no big plays, right? At the same time, you can't give up scores or put the defense in a bad situation with your play on special teams. All right, so the whole group, they really need to evaluate their personnel. They need to do it fast, all right? What can he do? What do I need him to do, all right? And what's the difference there? Then how do I adjust, okay? Those are the things you need to do. How do we adjust? How do we survive with the situation we're in? Players get hurt. Now I've got this guy. He's not as good in certain areas. Maybe he's not as talented overall. How do we adjust? How do we continue winning? Can we run the same defense we were running before? If not... We need to have another plan. We need to be thinking about those things. So evaluating your personnel quickly. Hopefully, you know, last year they were coming in and they were flying by the seat of their pants a little bit because they came in, a lot of the staff, uh, you know, a lot of the staff came in really late. All of a sudden they're evaluating rookies. They're out there and they didn't have a great chance to get a grip of what they wanted to do and what they really had. Now they've got that. They've got that background. Really they need to, uh, they need to be able to step up, take the next step forward and Look at the new guys real quick. They should have been doing that before with their rookie evaluations, with evaluations of guys like Waynes and, and Reader before they came in as free agents. Uh, but making sure they're on the same page, they know what they've got, they know what these guys can do, and making those adjustments quickly before it has an adverse effect on the entire season. So what do we expect out of the coaching staff overall, out of Zach Taylor? All right, and I'm, and I'm going to signal out Zach Taylor because it all comes back to the head coach. Head coaches need to be involved in every aspect. And if something's not going right, it's on you ultimately. All right, It's on you. You've got to step in and you've got to make sure that the things are, are getting done that need to get done. So look, game plan, offense, defense, special teams, all of it. All right, Making sure that there is a good game plan, there's a flexible game plan that has contingencies built into it. All right? Where how the defense, the other team's defense, the other team's offense, whatever, how they are going to react to what you're trying to do and has some place to go from it. How do we win? All right. And how do we win? A lot comes down to complementary football. You've got to understand, and the head coach has got to be the one driving this with complementary football. What does the defense need to do to help the offense need to, uh, to be successful? What does the offense need to do? to help the defense to be successful, special teams as well. How do we all come together uh, to lead to, to success? Adjustments, all right, that ties in with game plan. Look, the previous staff was notorious for losing it in the second half, all right? You need to be able to make adjustments. And we talk about second half adjustments, but there's no time for that. You need to be able to make adjustments drive to drive. All right, on the field, 
making adjustments. Halftime's really, really quick in the NFL anyway. You can't you can't do much more there. By the time you run in and get in the locker room, you can't do much more. It's different in college where you have like a 30-minute halftime because the band's out there and stuff, right? But look, they've got to be able to make these adjustments, all right? Now, there's two types of adjustments, all right? Two things happen. We have a game plan. It's not going well. What do we flex to? What's the next step? You've got to have that adjustment ready. Conversely, we have a game plan. It's going very well. Now you have to anticipate what is your opponent doing, okay? What are they going to do to adjust to your game plan? And you've got to be ready to counter that, all right? That's how you win games. That's how you don't lose games in the second half. You have a game plan. You have flexibility, and you have a vision. You foresee how the other team might respond to what you are trying to do. The head coach needs to be actively involved in these things. Make sure everybody is on the same page and that these game plans are working together. All right? Complementary football. Mental barriers. This team is notorious for not winning in primetime, national TV, dare I say playoffs. They also have a mental barrier about playing the Steelers in recent years. They need to break these things. They need to win some of those games where they're being written off just because of the situation of it. Joe Burrow's going to help with that because guess what? Joe Burrow has won some, some big-time football games. All right, He understands it, and having a guy with the attitude he has in the position he is in, that is going to be huge. And finally, overcome adversity. Look, bad things happen. Okay, Look, here's, here's football. Here's... Here's life in football in a nutshell, right? You call a play. Every play has a result. It's positive or it's negative. If it's positive, that's good. You celebrate for about five seconds, right? And then you get lined up. You get back in the huddle, right? Because guess what? The ball is going to be snapped, right? You got to get ready to go. You can't just rest on your laurels. If it is bad, if the result is bad, you can be angry, but you got like two seconds to be angry. And then you got to get lined up again. You got to get back in the huddle because the ball is going to be snapped. All right. So in football, there's good, there's bad, but either way, the ball is getting snapped in, in less than 40 seconds. So you better move on quickly and be prepared for the next play. When I first started coaching, there was a, a coach who had a, a sign in his office that said, Fido, forget it, drive on. The F didn't really stand for forget. We all knew that, right? But the point is the same. You've got to be able to move on. You've got to be able to overcome adversity. Last year, we can look at the bad season and look at injuries. Huge injuries. A.J. Green, Jonah Williams, who they were depending on, right? Uh, losing Clint Bowling to, you know, retiring before the season started. Guys they were depending on. you got to be able to adjust because that type of stuff happens all the time, all right? All the time in football. And now we're in an environment where it is going to happen even more, all right? We've got an inexperienced coaching staff dealing with a pandemic. Now, that can be good, that can be bad, all right? So here's the good thing, is you hire young coaches to be innovators. You hire young coaches for flexibility. So they appear to be with that 
from everything we've heard about about the offseason, about how the OTAs were going, the virtual OTAs were going, it sounds like they're really on board with that. So that's a great thing. This staff needs to have flexibility. They need to be able to overcome because you face adversity every year. You're certainly going to face it this year. So the, how can you overcome? Who can do a better job of figuring out how to win, of not complaining, all right, of saying Fido and figuring out how to win? So that's the Bengals coaching staff. I think, you know, we, we didn't see the results we wanted to last year, but there are some really good things going on here. So hopefully a few things can be put together. Now they've made some personnel changes. They've made some staff changes. Hopefully they can take the next step forward. I do see a lot of positives. I see a lot of things to feel good about. So thanks for uh, for checking the video out. We will keep coming with these position by position breakdowns. So keep making sure you are checking those out. This one a little bit longer than some of the other ones, but uh, most of them are right about, right about 10 minutes. So uh, keep checking those out. We'll keep coming all throughout the uh, preseason here. Who day? Yeah, we coming for hours. You hear the crowd coming for hours. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.